Welcome to the Beyond Rich Podcast, where we talk about all of those turning point moments that changed everything and the mindset it took to get there. Welcome back, friends. Beyond Rich Podcast. I'm Natalie Lemus, your host. Today, the message is clear, friends. We need to talk about how you know when you are ready to hire someone. Okay. Are you ready for this answer? The answer is now. The answer is yesterday. The answer is do it. The answer is there is no income that you need to be making before you hire someone. I know. Mic drop. So scary. Like what? Are you kidding me? I thought you would say some sort of like financial threshold or something. No, because your your bottleneck on growth is you. Your bottleneck on growth is you. It's your time. Right now, if you don't have anyone on your team, you are your only, you are the product, you are the service, you are the front desk, you are the back end, you're the front end, you're everything. And you cannot grow under those circumstances. The only way to grow is to hire someone to do administrative tasks. And then all of that time, the, the thing that, that screws people over and the thing that really causes pain and causes entrepreneurs to fail is this, what I'm about to say, is they hire this person, right? And now they have someone doing, you know, let's say 20 hours a week of admin tasks. But then the entrepreneur just finds 20 hours a week of more admin tasks that they could be doing. Wrong. That is the fastest way to go bankrupt. Okay. The fastest way to break through and to make more money and to actually grow a business rather than being self-employed where you're working around the clock and burning yourself out is finding the right person. Okay. And here's my litmus test. Before I had any fancy personality tests, before I knew really how to hire someone, I would um, write down all of the tasks that I wanted the person to do, like all of their tasks. Then I would write down all of the personality skills or the personality traits that I believe that that person needs to have in order to do those tasks. So if it was something repetitive, they need to have a personality that's a little bit boring. I'm sorry for people that like repetitive tasks, but you know, just someone that's not bubbly. Like I'm not looking for a bubbly salesy type of person. I'm looking for someone that likes to be alone, right? That like, so I'm not going to find them at a, being a bartender. Do you know what I mean? Like, so you got to think about and, and as best you can batch similar tasks, because then you're going to find a, you know, good success with the person that you hire. So batch similar tasks that take a similar personality style or trait, find the personality that you're looking for, for those tasks. Okay. Then I ask myself the question, does this person feel like a breath of fresh air? I know it's a super weird question, but this question literally helped me scale from like, I don't even know. I, I probably started asking that question in 2018. So like six figures to like multi seven figures with that question alone. Do they feel like a breath of fresh air? Because when you are in that entrepreneurial mode, you cannot have people that feel like a stick in the mud or are someone that um, hates the fact that you have a lot of ideas or that you're constantly pivoting or that you're changing things constantly and that like they, they get pissed, right? And they're like, well, I thought, you know, that you this and that. And, and I'm talking about 
this is specific advice, okay, to someone that is, I would say, in the like solopreneur to three people. Like this is the advice that I'm maybe up to five people max. So I just want to know. I just want you to know who I'm speaking to. Okay. All right. So you don't want people to feel like stick in the mud. They have to feel like a breath of fresh air. They have to be versatile, right? Enough to kind of want to chuck and jive with you. Okay. Then with the 20 hours that you save because you hired this person, you need to spend all 20 of those hours on money making activities, right? Because otherwise you're, you're literally just doing admin things or now you're going to lunch or now you have more free time. Like, no, absolutely not. That That's where people fail. That's literally where they fail. That's where they go bankrupt. That's where their business shuts down or they just go right back into the position that they were and they have to fire the person, which sucks. So money making activities, though, the focusing question that I would ask myself, like on a daily, our business is really changing right now. Like we are at a, a really kind of for us, like we're at a big revenue mark, like a goal that we hit, uh, that we set a while ago and now we've hit it and now we're, we're changing. So the role of a CEO changes consistently throughout different kind of financial milestones. So anyways, but for a very, very long time, um, like a few years, I would ask myself, what is the quickest way to a payday? What activity can I do right now that'll put money into our bank account? And so for me, I mean, the answer was, you know, sometimes it'd be lead follow-up, you know, following up with leads. Did you know that most uh, prospects take 16 times, uh, 16 contacts before you're able to close them? Did you know that? 16. So if you, and most salespeople quit after the first contact. So if you aren't like up in your lead follow up, you you're you're just not gonna make it. So you've got to to do lead follow up. There's money is in the lead follow. It's all about the follow up. It's all about the follow up. I'm like, how many more times can I say that? I don't even know. It's all about the follow up. Um. So, I mean, let me just tell you a quick anecdote. One time, uh, I followed up with this person for three years, on and off, you know, for three years, and this person came. And they wanted us to manage their property and they brought us 350 doors. That is a lot of doors, especially at the time. I think we only had like a thousand doors or something like that, or maybe 800. So it was like pretty much half of our portfolio. And it took three years of following up, three years of following up. Well, why did I follow up consistently? Because I consistently asked myself the question, what is the one thing that I can be doing right now that is going to put money in my bank account? Like, what is the closest way, the fastest way to a payday? What is it? What is it? What is it? I just ask myself that question all the time. And then I would force myself to do it. As an entrepreneur, you can do whatever you want. That's the challenge is that most people just do whatever they want and they run themselves out of business because they're not disciplined. They're not hungry enough. Their standards aren't high enough. They're they're settling for like their mediocre life instead of really pushing through the uncomfortability and the feeling of discomfort of making that follow-up call like, hey, you know, you came and checked us out a little bit ago. Like, what can we do to get you in? What can we like, what can we do? When's the next time? Like, when should I follow up with you? I'm going to follow up with you then. Or, you know, like just and you there's you can even Google like ways to follow up. And you can find, right? You could, you could, or even just ping them, right? Like you follow them on Facebook or something and you like one of their photos and then you like write a comment on the photo. Like that's being top of mind. But then you have to actually follow up with like sales words. Like, oh, we love to have you as a client. You know, what do I need to do to 
have you sign with us? Like, what is it? What? Um, okay, we talked. Uh, I'm giving you like a few coachings right right now. Okay, so um, we talked the other day, and I was just curious, what unanswered questions do you have about our product service, and how can I help you get those answered? Right. Um, okay. Hey, you said that you needed to think it over. Well, it's been, you know, it's been a few days and I just wanted to follow up and see what can we do to lower, you know, the barrier of entry or the barrier of switching to us, right? Like what can we do to X, Y, and Z? Not like, Hey, are you ready to sign? (laughs) Hey, are you, well, at some point you're going to have to say that. At some point, you're just going to have to be blunt and be like, hey, you're already signed. But you have to you have to prime the pump, right? And say, like, what can we do? Enter into a dialogue, have all these back and forths, follow up, follow up, follow up, follow up. Okay. And that is how, because income is like the kindling for your business. If you don't have income, you cannot grow. You, you cannot grow. And if you're not doing income producing activities, how do you expect to have income? You, you don't and you won't. It's just that most people don't do the things required to produce income. They're doing the bare minimum. And I have, I think I have an episode about this, about just like posting on social media. People that just post on social media, that's not enough. That that is that is like just check a box. Or they spend like, you know, like, let me see. Let me give you this like horrible example. And it's a real life example. But I, anyways, I'm just going to tell it to you straight. So, you know, this person, they sell real estate and they're like, oh, we need, I need an assistant. I'm so super busy. At the time I was like, yeah, you know, you, you do have a lot of admin things and you have a bunch of deals under contract. All right, let's hire an assistant. Great. Hires an assistant. Then spends all of their time perfecting their social media. I'm like, the, the perfecting your social media and like putting out videos and content and stuff. Content is good, but it, it will never, ever, 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 ever replace a phone call a direct text, a lunch appointment, a coffee appointment, a one-on-one appointment. It will never replace that. Absolutely never. And so this person, instead of spending, you know, 10 hours a week putting up social media posts, they should have been spending 10 hours a week taking 10 prospects to lunch and then following up with them and then giving samples of your work. The other way to, to really like boost your income is provide free samples of your work. Like find a way in your craft and what you do to provide a free sampling or like answer the question, what would it like, what would it be like to work with Natalie? Or what would it be like to work with, you know, Commercial Northwest, their company? Well, we send a whole budget and we say, this is what it's like. If you work with us, this is the profit you can expect from your property. This is how we're going to run it. This is how we're going to staff it. This is how we're going to do turns. This is how we're going to do, right? Like that's what we do is we show them, right? So you have to think for your business, how can I give someone a taste of what it's like to work with me for free? That isn't going to take all of my time. Like you can't spend 20 hours putting one proposal together for one person. So anyways, okay. So I hope that that was all helpful because that is such a, such a commonly asked question is like, when do I hire my assistant? You know, at what revenue level it's the answer is now. Oh, let me say this too. So when this really hit for me was when I started playing in like a bigger league, so um, I'm a member of EO and it's just like a entrepreneurs group, million or more in revenue anyways, but most people have a lot more than a million in revenue. And just being around these people, what I learned was that they just think big and they take risk right off the bat. So like they have a business plan. They know exactly what they're going to do. Not in every case. I mean, every entrepreneur is definitely figuring out, but they have a loose idea of like, 
okay, this is my product. This is my service. This is the pricing. And I need an assistant because I need to be, I need an assistant. I need this. This is my first hire, my second hire, my third hire. This is how much I'm going to pay them. This is how much revenue that I need in order to pay them to keep the margin that I want. You know, like write it down, write it out. When I um, bought the company that we have now, when I bought it, when Ugo and I bought it back in um, January 1, 2017, two months before we had our first son, I do not recommend that. Do not buy a company two months before you're about to have a baby. Um, It was very stressful. But anyways, I sat down and I looked at QuickBooks and I, the, the company with the loan that we had in it was not profitable. Okay. No profit. All right. Like zero, not a dollar of profit. After the first year, my husband was like, we need to sell this business. It is not profitable. Like, why did we even buy this? <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, I better prove him wrong because I, I don't want to, I don't want to let him down. You know, I told him I thought we should buy it. And now anyways, so Oh, thank you, Jesus, for breakthrough. So anyways, Lord, I love you. You helped me so much. So anyways, first year, um, you know, I write this plan. I'm like, okay, this is how we're going to raise our prices. This is the type of client we're going to go after. You know, I just threw this whole thing and we executed on it. And yeah, first year there was no profit. But the second year there was, I think it was like a six figure profit. It was great. And then it's just expanded from there substantially. So anyways, um, have a plan, right? And work that plan and spend most of your time doing income generating activities and know what those are and get off of your little whiny, 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 whiny track and just do it. Just do it because you're going to have the breakthrough. And for me, having that assistant there being like, okay, what more can I do? Or how can I help you? That gave me pressure. Like I'm the type of person I need pressure to perform. Like I have to have pressure to perform. If I do not have pressure to perform, I I I I just I'm like scrolling on Instagram or I'm like I just like I don't even know. I I'm walking around in a freaking daze. That is me with no pressure. Like I'm thinking. I I'm idea I I have ideas. If you, if anyone wants to ever start a business, you just DM me. I can give you so many business ideas. I've got like a shit ton of them. But like that's me with no pressure. It's like ideas and ideas and ideas and concepts and what ifs and none of that pays my bills none of that you know might start in that form but then i have to take freaking action and pressure 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 and standards okay what do i mean by standards standards is like i have an income standard that obviously it's changed and this is in totally another episode and i'm not i, I cannot dive into this right now because um, cause it's going to take me on like a philosophical journey and we just, we just, we can't do that right now. It's five 30. I got to get home to my kids. Um, but okay. Because what I want to dive into is why does the income standard always change? You know, why, why can't I just be happy with like, you know, whatever dollar amount and then like, no, you have to grow. And it's because I don't know, insatiable, insatiable desires to grow. Um, Anyways, that I, that's got to be another podcast episode. I'm like, stop, Natalie. Stop right now. Okay. I told you this was going to be like you and I at coffee and this is what's happening right now. Okay. So yeah, standards. You got to come with your income standard and you just say, tell yourself, I'm not going to go below X. You know, whatever that, it fe- it's got to feel like a reach, but not totally out of reach, right? Like you can imagine yourself making X and you just say, okay, how many, cl- like reverse engineer that shit. How many clients do I need? How many closings? How many sales? How many X, Y, and Z? Do I need, you know, subtracting all of my expenses in order to 
hit that income standard. It's not a goal. It's a standard. Okay. And so then if I, if my standard is, let's just say $150,000 a year, then, um, you know, and I need 10 clients to hit that, I'm just making this up. Then how many, um, how many potential client conversations do I have to have in order to actually have 10 clients? So you reverse engineer that. You're like, okay, well I need, let's say in order to book 10 clients, I have to talk to 50 people. All right. So then let's get your list out. Let's get calling these people. Let's get texting them. Let's get, you know, or let's think of creative ways. To, you know, maybe, maybe it's an affiliate program. Maybe it's a referral program. Most people don't have a referral program. Like they don't have any way for someone to say like, yo, my hairdresser is amazing. And, um, next time that I go to her, I get $10 off because now you're going like no, there's no incentives. I'm shocked by that. Like every single human out there should have a referral program where, you know, I could easily post on Instagram about your business, your service. And if they, you know, whatever, mention my name when they book or whatever, they get what I get something from you. Like work smarter, not harder people, you know, I'm always shocked about that, dude. Or like, let's say I'm in the content business and I'm like, yo, okay, next time you're in and you're doing something here with me, you know, if you make a reel about it, I'll give you uh, and tag us and, you know, whatever, whatever is good for you and your business. Like I'll give you, I don't know, 20 bucks off or 15 bucks off, you know, like something, not everyone's going to do it, but like some people will. And then you're tapping into that person's network, right? And they're saying, oh, well, Natalie gets her photos done at Ampersand. I know there's a lot of people that have booked at Ampersand because they've seen my, you know, my reels and stuff. Not my, yeah, my reels, my photos, my, my Ampersand stuff, right? Like, I just know that because people DM me and they're like, those were so good. I need to get a, I need to get a shoot at Ampersand. I'm like, yeah, they're amazing. You know? Okay. Anyways, I, I have to slow it down. I got to slow my roll. Getting too passionate. All right. Just getting too passionate. Gotta slow my roll. Okay. Remember, you can do this. Okay. All right. Just wanted you to know that. You can do it. Let's go.